Hey guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers, and this is Pat O. Pat O, how was your Christmas? Uh, my Christmas was it was all right. Sure. Um, uh, I'm. Uh, it was good. It was good. We, um, you know, my wife is from Fort Wayne, so we spent a lot of time there. Um, and uh, I'm glad to be back. I love my in-laws. Some people have like terrible experiences with their in-laws. I don't have that at all. My in-laws are supremely wonderful people that I get along with and um, I enjoy being around. I just wish they didn't live three hours away. And I wish that the past four days haven't been like a frozen Midwestern hellscape. Uh, <laughs> it was kind of, yeah. uh, it's been a pain in the ass just like existing. You yeah. know what I mean? This is, uh, it's, it's a Wendigo's playground out there. <laughs> it's our fault. <laughs> yes. We invoked his name and he doth arrived. Um, yeah, man. It's just, it's, it's real paranoid. Like, leaving the house alone and worrying about pipes freezing. And then, you know, I have a job where I worry about facilities and shit and that whole thing. So um, I'm very, very Christmas was beautiful. I'm very glad to be home and recording the show with you. Let me just put it like that. So, <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, my Christmas isn't over yet <laughs> because of still in the throes of it living in the Midwest. I still am, um, you know, but uh, I'm, I'm like, i mean god i love christmas i do it, christmas is my favorite holiday um but i'm ready for it to be over like i'm i'm yeah. just i'm ready for the new year uh, just all of this to be over <laughs> you know like i'm just done with it now you know and uh you know if, if um, i might interject for a second friend of the show mike vanderbilt posted something on twitter about how uh he is looking forward to the influx of tweets from people that had fairly successful years both professionally and personally commenting on how they can't wait for this dumpster fire of a year to be over yeah and i thought about that for a second because that was definitely the vibe that you and i when us going back i don't know if we did on the show or just when we talk talking yeah. about how like oh i fucking can't wait for this year to be over can't wait for next year blah blah and i thought but you know what let's talk about this year. Like this was a pretty good year for us. Like I fucking survived all the shit. I survived. You survived all the shit. You survived. We got sponsored by fucking manscaped. We, we did great things professionally. All those events that we hit up, all those friends that we made, all yeah. the, the position that we're in going into next year because of stuff that happened this year with the frogman fest and everything. Like I agree. I can't wait for 2023 to start, but let's not act like we had the worst year, year in recorded human history. Like it was, well, fairly successful for us i mean you know what i mean no i, I, I love the optimism um, <laughs> i think so I you know has our listener like... has our listener base increased or decreased dude you oh, have to think about that i would fr think from year to year yeah oh yeah that definitely increased all um, right I mean, sure. do, you, do you have you got speaking engagements coming up some fairly high profile shit you know what i mean yeah yeah there's there's definitely a lot to um a lot to look forward to it, there, there were some bright spots uh through 2022 and, and i agree it's not fair to just kind of be like you know dismissive of those things because the rest of the year was fucking awful but <laughs> remember that time we got really wasted on your couch like that was awesome that was pretty cool that was, was pretty that, that wasn't yeah. this year though that was last year i was 20 no, it wasn't it was this year. oh you're right no no it was this year nope was it last year? It was last year. No. Yeah, because we went to Withville. We got wasted on my couch, and like it was like my birthday week, and we went. But we went to Withville, um, in like the beginning of June, 
so yeah, it's July twenty twenty one. I saw your conventions all this year. That's yeah, yep. that's it. We we hung out IRL. We didn't get wasted on my couch not once this year. <laughs> no, we really didn't get that fucked up together this year. That's kind of weird. All those events we were pretty sober at. I got wasted at Withville, but you seem to have your shit together. I mean, because you don't because you didn't want to do the craft beer thing. Remember, you were like, you're like, I don't drink this shit. I couldn't, but I had been drinking all day at the. (laughs) (laughs) Like I do. Listen, if you see me at at an event, I'm drinking. I know that's why I like you. You smell in in real life. You smell like my grandma. I smell like your grandma. (laughs) You like rum too? Covered in cat hair, smelling like gin. Like, uh, let's go watch Murder She Wrote together. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, you know, but I. But I agree. There were some uh there were some really good positives that that did happen um in 2020. It was definitely but it, you know, I'll tell you nothing monumental, but it was definitely a bridge, right? A bridge to the party that's going to be 2023 and that's how I feel about it. I think that's what every year should be. It should be a transitional year because you should be constantly evolving and growing and and maturing and all that stuff. But yeah, I think there's, uh, you know, as much as, as much as we are very, very on the, on Wednesdays, we talk weird show. We're very optimistic and we're very much looking forward to 2023. Let's not act like this was the worst year of our lives. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, and it all, it laid the groundwork for things to come. And uh, I'm super stoked about that. And things to come is kind of the theme of this week's show. Yeah. We're this week. We are talking all about coming um how to come the best time of the day to come um the best what the comes gonna look like what yeah what it might look like consistency and volume you know volume and things like that um that's really gross i'm sorry it's got a tinted yellow from rusty pipes i don't want to know i I don't want to know about your rusty rusty pipes all right let's (laughs) wait does that that doesn't really happen does it really happen oh well not to the yes Okay. Yeah, I'll just blank I mean, an answer, one word answer, yes or no, it's yes. Yeah. Like you're sick, right? If that happens, there's something wrong. No, if you just let it sit for too long, if you go like, I don't know. I mean, think about like if you don't turn a faucet on for a week and then you turn it on, the water's not going to be clear. It's going to be a little yellow. Well, <laughs> same thing with your, you know, you get rusty pipes. <laughs> okay. You know? Sure, sure enough. All right, well. <laughs> anyway. We're not really going to talk about come. Well, we already did talk about come, but um, let's uh, get into some news. Pat, oh, you, got, you got some news? You said you had some news. I do. Or you want do me you to go want... first? Uh, let's let you go first. I'm nervous. Okay. I just have one thing um, that I just kind of want to briefly touch on for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, the big thing going around right now is are, are these UFO videos from Vegas. Um, oh, yeah. I'm sure you've seen them. I have actually, yeah. And it was, uh, I mean, if it was the size that it was suggesting that it was, it was pretty fucking scary. It was like out of my dream that I was talking about with like ships that huge. The one video that I saw, I don't know what you're specifically talking about. Yeah. But, well, there's been a couple. I mean, so like new videos kind of keep uh, surfacing on it. And um, it, it's interesting. If you haven't seen it, it's taken at night. Um, there mm-hmm. are actually some type of, there's like some type of display happening on the ground or something. And there's like these like spotlights that are kind of like moving around it. And it'll hit this thing, yeah. which is like big and red and you know looks circular and then there's like some weird anomalies kind of happening around it mm-hmm. and when the spotlight kind of hits a certain area it like reflects off of it reflects like light back off of it um you know i uh 
you know, people come to me, they want to know my opinion about these things. And, it's a troop uh, transport. It's a, a warship. Tr- it's yeah. a warship. You're, you're only building something that big if you got a lot of motherfuckers inside of it. Think about it. Well, I agree with that, but yeah. I don't think it's a UFO. What do you think it is, girl? I think it's just... Um, I think it's just a weird atmospheric light, ah. kind of like what happens with light pillars, because here's the thing about it. Um, at the same time that this happened, Vegas was also experiencing this crazy, weird ice, snow, coldness, right? Mm-hmm. And what happens is in the atmosphere, you have a bunch of ice crystals that create these weird light anomalies in the sky. So you've got light reflecting from the ground hitting those ice crystals and making some type of image okay Mm. and you know that's right now that's where i'm landing on and not because of like the big red circle but because of like what's happening around it because there are other lights around it and shit and because of actually the spotlight hitting it and reflecting off of it um but in all fairness i haven't really dug too deeply into this i've seen three different videos of it all the videos are only showing you know the actual thing in the sky it's not showing like what's down around the area so like if there's some weird red light display on the ground that's reflecting off of that well there you go case closed problem solved but nobody we haven't seen anything like that now it being christmas time uh you know that's probably the case but i don't know that's what i think i want it to be alien so fucking bad but i just don't think it is i hope it isn't i hope you're right I think that was that was your motherly instincts coming out, telling us that it's all a bad dream and just close our eyes and go to bed. There's some monsters in the closet because if that shit's real, we're fucked. Yeah, that was that that was a big ass motherfucking craft, and uh, you don't build them that size for for absolutely no reason for for two little grays, right? Yeah, I agree. Army of shock troopers in that fucking thing, and you know, just just to put it out there, this has nothing to do with whether or not Jeremiah might have be might be paying me to say this. Like this is (laughs) actually what I believe. (laughs) I think that this is actually some type of just light anomaly. And as amazing as it looks, it is something that that happens and that we can reproduce. um, You know, so we know it happens. But I don't know. Again. I haven't dug too deeply into it. Other people have started to. There was also the same thing happened, I think, uh, like last week, and uh, we didn't cover it because it turned out. So there was a light anomaly that happened in um, Wisconsin, I believe. I believe it was Wisconsin. But it looked like there were several UFOs, and they were kind of flying in weird formations in the sky, and many people caught it on camera. Well, guess what? Similar situation. Guess what happened? A uh, A family, a church has like a house or talks to the family across the street from them or whatever and they get together and pull their money together and put on this amazing light display and the and they had just added spotlights and those spotlights made it look like there were orb type ufos flying around there weren't it was just the lights coming off of the the christmas display wow and you see that a lot you see that a lot in uh you know december so i mean you know and that's why i didn't, we didn't cover it last week you know because i just but considering this has happened now twice in a row i believe i thought i'd bring up the vegas thing because that seems to be the hot news uh you know this week so there there is that um yeah that's really all i had i didn't really have anything else to talk about with the news i got two things so one of them is very closely tied into that and is actually something that uh, we, we could have potentially brought up last week, but, uh, we recorded 
we recorded on Monday instead of Tuesday, so we didn't. But December 20th was the third birthday of the Space Force. Oh, very nice. Right. And uh, I want to talk about that because I noticed it on Twitter because all the other armed service branches were wishing Space Force a happy birthday. And Space Force was retweeting it in a move that was uh, reminiscent of when someone retweets uh, every time they get mentioned on Follow Friday. And it just kind of like shows how tacky that whole thing is. Like, you shouldn't do that. Like, we already follow you. You don't need to retweet the fact that someone else said follow this person on Friday. Like, just <laughs> don't. And when Space Force is like, oh, look at everyone wishing me a happy birthday. It's like, dude, the Marines don't think you're real. Whoever runs their Twitter was told to fucking wish you a happy birthday. That's it. Uh, but December 20th, 2022, uh, members of the armed services gathered in uh, California to celebrate the third anniversary of the United States Space Force. And, and it's quoted as being a service that was once a distant dream, yet now a reality, which I didn't know that it was a distant dream. How long was Space Force a distant dream for? Um, one of the quotes that I wanted to bring up was from, uh, well, let's get to who it's from in a second. The quote is, space continues to be a warfighting domain, said Colonel Mia Walsh. Space Base Delta Three Commander, and I have no idea what that means, but I'm fucking glad that we live in America and that's actual thing that I could fucking say. Uh, every effort pursued to transform and modernize the force ensures our access to space. So, if space continues to be a war fighting domain. News to me, that's super cool. From uh, Colonel Mia Walsh, who, if you get the chance, Google Colonel. Mia Walsh, because I know Walsh is traditionally an Irish last name. This chick don't look Irish to me. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Space Force's third birthday. It still feels like an Easter egg being planted in a Marvel movie that's going to come to fruition three movies from now or something. Like I, it, it's so It's still weird. I know it makes sense that we should have something like this, but I feel like it's never been adequately explained. Um, and I think people like us can draw our own conclusions as to how real it is or what its real purpose is. But for better or worse, it's something that continues to exist. Something else that I wanted to bring up, though, while researching this story is that I didn't know it. But as far as back as 2003, there was something uh, I was looking at Mia Walsh's uh, credentials because I wanted to try to see where she was born. Um, she was a part of something called Space Control. And this dates back to June 2003. She was a space control crew commander, chief operations training sector. Um, and there's several, uh, she has several assignments to space control, which I guess was the precursor to Space Force. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know that we, I've had anything before that. I, it makes sense that we would have, you know. Probably going back to Star Wars. I mean, that's the first time we tried to weaponize outer space for whatever reason, be it just because when things go up, they go up into space, and then when they come down, they, you know what I mean? That, that, that was always the rational rationalization that like Reagan used, was that the reasons we were putting lasers and in, in satellites in outer space is because inter, you know ICBMs would go up into outer space and then come back down, right? So outer space was a place where you could potentially like neutralize them blow them up and then let all the nuclear shit just hang out in outer space. 
Yeah. Or it was to be used against fucking UFOs, which is what everyone else like. (laughs) Those were the two theories. Like it was, it was supposed to be to catch the ICBMs in mid transit, but also people were like, no, 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 it's probably to shoot down UFOs. You know. I don't know, but I wanted to bring that up. Well, happy birthday, uh, space for. I mean, what the fuck are they even doing though? Like, what have they done? I don't know. It's it's weird. Yeah, I mean, man, if I was a kid though, like I would try to enlist in that shit and space wars fuck yeah listen to what listen to how like the quote colonel mia walsh space bells space base delta three commander what the fuck like i've been wanting to have that on my name tag since i could fucking start wishing for shit like you know what i mean (laughs) whatever man fuck sandwich artist i want to be a space base delta three commander Fuck yeah, Pat O'Sullivan. Fuck green bitches and fly around and shit. Like listen to the raspberries, like in Guardians of the Galaxy. The Space Force. I mean, is that something that I mean? Every kid knows about astronauts, but do they know that the Space Force is an option? I have. I'm going to make an early prediction right now. We are going to do a Space Force deep dive episode where we figure out what the fuck these people are actually (laughs) spending our. Because I, I think that there's no from. Because I've been following this shit, not super religiously, but like kind of close. And um, I don't think anyone in the space, I think they, they don't, there's no like Space Force recruits or like, or like, like training camp. I think you have to come, you have to transfer into it. That's one of the things I think I know for sure is that Space Force is made up of people that were already in other branches of the armed services that are transferring in. Yeah, well, because they don't have their own like boot camp and shit, right? Because yeah. they're not that. They just they're right now. They're probably supplied by like naval intelligence and uh, and like air force people. Which I know we have some listeners that are that are past armed service members. If you ever wanted to have an, a reason to come on the show, come on and like help us dissect the space force shit. I think that would be great radio. <laughs> I think that would, yeah, I think that would be really interesting. I, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe eventually we'll talk about it. I agree. They're probably just all pushing papers right now. Oh, um, no. This is this. Did you Google Mia Walsh? Yeah, I did. Uh-huh. What the fuck do you think about that? I mean, that wasn't some weird. random, that, that wasn't some random choice. Her, her. Uh, okay. Don't even say she, it. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's probably married, Pata. <laughs> what do you, what do you the fuck do you, Oh, I get you by the name. Yeah, maybe. Maybe she married anyway. an Irish guy. She's Irish by injection. Right, sure. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I would be curious to find out what exactly it is that they are doing um, because we don't really hear a lot from them. Um, or what the plan is or the space commander, the space right. space operation, space control crew. Um I like the history of it. You know what I mean? Like it's. I mean, look, they wake up in the morning, right? They got to go to work. What are they doing? Yeah. I mean, what are they going to do? You know? (laughs) Okay. You know, I mean, just the basics. Well, you know, and uh, we don't really know. Nobody really tells us anything and then wonder why the fuck we're skeptical of the government and all of its militaries. Well, remember, like the Marines started as an offshoot of the Navy 
and now right. it's like its own thing. So yeah. this might be an offshoot of the Air Force. Of the Air Force, yeah. That's why it uses force in its name because it's not like called the Navy Force. It's like the fucking Navy and the Army Force is the fucking Army. Well, I mean, Air Force, and it's like okay, well, the Space Force. You know, people so. are very confused. Like NASA is a private company. NASA's not ran by the United States government. That's not right, our right, right. military. You know, yeah. um, that's not a part of of us. And people don't realize that. I don't think. I, but, I yeah, but I would say that there's there's absolutely no point in which NASA has autonomy from the united states government i mean they're fucking i don't i i think spacex or you talk about like the the musk or the fucking richard branson shit maybe they might have a little bit more but even then i'd have to say those i don't think they're letting fucking people just go into space hell no well nasa isn't because nasa runs a very tight ship um but they've been around for a very 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 long time you know to to kind of work out those kinks but it they'd have the united states government has no involvement in nasa they don't they're two separate entities entirely now that doesn't mean that like the federal reservist i mean i would say like i'm not trying to fucking get off on tangents and shit but you i mean you could technically say the same thing about the federal reserve you know where that's not necessarily tied into the treasury department it's its own thing but is it really its own thing like i doubt it but NASA came out when NASA announced that they were going to start looking into UFOs in a very serious way a couple of months back. They came out and they're kind of feuding with the US government a little bit because they want access to the information that they have and they're not giving it up. Yeah, I Look you know Look there that. was I know there was something uh there was actually something um with the I don't know if it was the it was a Pentagon official or DOD, but they they were given a press conference about something completely random, had nothing to do with anything, right? Just a, a daily press conference, and this reporter stands up and starts asking questions about UAPs, and because UAPs didn't they change the definition of that? The P stand the P used to mean unidentified aerial phenomenon, yeah, and now it's. Oh, and not the AIDS change, and now it's unidentified anomalous phenomenon or something because they wanted to change the definition to include stuff that was underwater. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Yes, and that happened. That happened recently, within the mm-hmm. past week, week or two, and someone brought it up at a at like a a uh, either a Pentagon or DoD briefing about something completely different. Right. And they go, okay, do we have any pr- questions for the press? And this one reporter stands up and brings it. And the look on the dude's face when she starts talking is great because he's like, oh, fuck. And he's like, okay. she's like, does this sh- signal a shift in policy? Did something happen? Why did we change the, the, uh, why did we change the terminology to include this and, and all this stuff? And he just deflected it. He was like, oh, of course. Know. You know, but yeah, I think it's time that we all re up on that too because I feel like st- there's moves being made. They might be small and incremental, but the, the goalpost ain't exactly where it used to be three months ago. Oh, you there know? definitely are moves. Be- I mean, right. People just, yeah. like, well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Get on uh, UFO Twitter. Those UFO bros, man, they're, I hate those guys. <laughs> I was going to say that, but I mean, man, they don't shut the fuck up about what what is going on. You know, there, but so there's plenty of things going on in that world. Don't, don't think just because we haven't had uh, another big, uh, hearing or you know whatever about it that nothing's happening but but yeah that i mean that was one of the things that happened nasa decided hey we're gonna get in this on this uh uap train too but if you want us to help you with our money then you need to give us some information and uh 
U.S. is not doing it. They're, they're absolutely not doing it. They're not releasing those records to anybody. So that right there should have been a, a, a big indicator for people about how separate the two entities really are. NASA's privately funded. Um, does the government invest in it? Well, sure, of course they do. Um, you know, and, and does that mean that there is some type of relationship there? Absolutely. But it wasn't the United States that got to the moon, if we did. It was uh, it was NASA, you know. And, and again, I don't think people realize that. Um, so anyway, bringing it back to the point of the U.S. government and their involvement, just because we had NASA leading the way in uh, space travel technology doesn't mean that the government didn't do things on its own. It, it absolutely did. You can go. I mean, the the Air Force Museum here has an entire wing on space and, you know, the different crafts that they've done. You can walk into a fucking space shuttle. It's not like they've never done anything with space before. Um, it's just that it's always been super secret. It always has been. And um, I think we need to, you know, stop doing that. <laughs> when you're talking about things beyond like bums, you know, bums, bombs and guns, um, you know, then, then I think uh, I think we, the people, should be able to have a little look-see behind the curtain. But I might be biased, so I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, sounds like it. Uh, one more thing I was going to bring up, but now I'm kind of like, eh. Uh, <laughs> um, something that maybe could be a, something we talk about on upcoming episodes, but, uh, I recently got hit with a, a double fact, double, double tap of, uh, artificial intelligence, virtual reality stuff. Oh, God, I, um, right. I forgot about this. <laughs> well, I don't want to. So something else happened and I, and I don't like to talk about fucking, I know everyone's like taking pictures of their kids in front of their tree with all the presents and shit. I don't do that because I think that's fucking tacky. But uh, one thing I will say is that my wife completely, I, this had nothing to do with me, completely autonomous on her own, went and bought my kid a, uh, a um, what's it called? Uh, MetaQuest 2, like Oculus, like VR thing. Okay. And uh, I figured out how to put porn on it pretty much 15 minutes after that thing fucking hit my hands. So, uh, and it was just at a separate account that's locked. That's, that's, that I, nobody else can access but me. But I don't know if you've ever seen that VR porn before. I mean, no, not really. I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with that. It's a concept, but it uh, is absolutely, it's awe inspiring. <laughs> it, is, it is completely, it's like ridiculous. The, the, I, I was, I haven't even like really gotten into it, but there's a website, VR bangers that you can go to and it's like all VR porn, right? Which is shot for this. And then you, you, you have to like kind of go through this thing. It's like, if you ever had an Android before, imagine like where you where th it's not just an app that you download and everything works automatically you have to kind of set it up a little bit it's like using dos again which for those of us that are old enough is no big deal but uh for some people it might present a little bit of a challenge but yeah we hooked i, I hooked it up and like i mean it, it the the video quality is like not even 4k it's like 8k it's like super crisp and you're sitting there and it's like they're right up to your fucking face and like talking to you like it's absolutely insane and uh i don't know i never wanted to i was at a party once maybe five years ago and someone came in with uh google glasses google cardboard glasses do you remember oh, those God. when yeah. those were a thing and he was like check this out you can watch porn on it we were at like a fucking super bowl party right with people around and shit and like i remember putting it on and and 
playing around with it for a few minutes and being like, I don't want to have anything to do with this. This is bad. I will spend the rest of my life sitting in a chair with this shit on my head. All right. This will, this will totally take over my fucking life. I don't want to have anything to do with this. And I gave it back to him and I've never touched it since. And then my wife goes and I've seen these headsets. I've seen the Oculus Rifts. I've seen all this shit. Right. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. We did get like the, uh, I got the PlayStation VR a couple years ago and we never used it. We tried Beat Saber. We tried all that shit. And it just was not, it's kind of fun, but it's like, I don't know the level of activity that I like when it comes to gaming pretty much is like with the switch right like i i do like the dance games and shit but like or bowling or whatever but i'm not looking to do some totally immersive vr thing in my living room where i pretend like i'm a gun i have a gun and i'm killing terrorists like that just doesn't seem like fun. <laughs> so i've been yeah. very hesitant to get into vr gaming all right and but my wife went and fucking bought this thing and say fucking two words to me about it so i would have talked her out of it right and i'm put, putting that on the record right goddamn now this was not my idea so if this show stops coming out with new episodes in three weeks because Pat's locked himself in a room and has oh masturbated himself into dehydration because of this VR porn shit, not my fucking fault. I did not bring this shit into my house. Okay. <laughs> but I will say this. It's absolutely incredible. It's absolutely oh incredible. And I, I've only just played with it for like literally like fucking five minutes. And I was and it was it just blew my mind. I don't blame I mean you only needed one so no i didn't i was i was surrounded by p i wasn't about to take it out but uh no it was <laughs> hold on wait <laughs> wait a minute did you say you played with this thing while you were surrounded by people yeah well it was like christmas morning and like everyone like played with it like took it out like all right and then i'm like here let's make an account and i made an account and then immediately was like doo, 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 and got the whole thing set up and then tested it to make sure it worked it worked okay took it off and then locked the account gave it back to everybody and that's it <laughs> i mean they don't fuck around like I, as soon as i he opened up the box and i saw it i was like god damn it got on my phone i'm like all right how do i do this figure out how to do it and oh my god did it and like you know so i want to talk about that the other thing i want to talk about was the replica fucking app that you've seen advertised everywhere that that's that's what you thought i was gonna bring up because i sent you screenshots of that shit yeah um disturbing and i I'm not going to condemn it because that's not who I am as a person, but, um, I don't know, man. I don't, this is very, we're headed into weird territory. And I think that, um, you know, I, uh, I was on the newspaper in high school and college. There, there's a little bit of me, believe it or not, that at its core is a journalist. And, um, I think that I'm, I'm, I'm going to write about this or we're going to talk about this, whatever form it comes out, be it one of the best episodes of on Wednesdays, we talk weird we've ever done, or just be it something that I remember I used to write for medium and I used to publish all my shit there. Yeah. Um, it's some it's somewhere because this is fascinating and it's incredible territory show on on i think we not just with replica i think there's other things that we could incorporate well, yeah the into. vr thing as well yep. i mean I'm, I'll, I'll do some in-depth research on that <laughs> and i think even like um sex dolls would be a good i mean honestly i mean i don't i can't i can't imagine us putting that anywhere else on i mean but i think that kind of fits in the same realm of what this is <laughs> you know um just slightly different your sex dolls don't talk to you you know um, there was there was a device that they came out with about 10 years ago that i owned um that was a uh it was uh, the size of like a um 
it was the size like a shoebox. You'd stick your dick in it. And it had a bunch of different motors and all kinds of stuff. And you would watch movies with it. And the device would simulate what you're seeing in the movie. Weird. It was gross. It was disgusting. Every you use it like twice, you're like, I'm not keeping this thing in my closet. I'm throwing this thing out. Like, why would you? I'm not going to put this thing in the dishwasher. I lived with my mom at the time. Like, you know, I mean, this was a while ago. This was like back in the day. So I'm sure they've made technological advances. I just wouldn't know about them because I'm I'm living the suburban life now. Um, but yeah, the the point at which a human being, a male, because vibrators are like. Oddly enough, women have had the forefront of this technology for a very long time. You know what I mean? Sure. Vibrators and dildos, like what women need, artificial like like means of female stimulation has been there from fucking almost Jump Street. Like it makes sense. Dudes, like we haven't had that. Like pocket pussies don't really work. It's like a joke. They're like gag gifts. Okay. Um, but this new stuff, like these like super realistic dolls are like, vr porn or like whatever like this stuff is like really catching up to where with what guys need that really put like this stuff is now starting to reach the like male equivalent of a rabbit you know what i mean okay <laughs> I agree. Like, do you understand what i'm saying <laughs> i not really no <laughs> do you know what a rat when i say rabbit like those are yeah, the uh yes. Yes, the, I, I know the, what a rabbit is. The things with the things, not like, yeah, not like thumper. Right? No, 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 no. Rabbit toy. I, I know what you're saying. Right, but the male equivalent of the rabbit toy has not existed. I feel in, in, until the past but couple. Like, of years. I wouldn't say the rabbit toys are very uncomfortable. I don't, I don't like them at all. I just mean something that stimulates the G spot and the clit at the same time. Something that's like uh, built for the female physiology. That like, well, yeah, we've always had cucumbers and fingers. I mean, that's you know. Yeah, I mean, but that's... dudes, but dudes don't like. We don't have. There's never yeah. really Ziploc and lotion has been around for a very long time, Pat. Who does that? That's an Ohio thing. I don't People know do what it. that's prison shit. I don't I no one fucks a rubber glove in a Ziploc bag. No one that's... fucks cucumbers, but it used to happen. I don't know. I, I don't know, Pato. Some people fuck Mountain Dew bottles. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Everybody's been a dumb teen and they've gotten desperate to try new things. I mean, I'm just saying, you're right. There are toys now that um, you don't yes. have to get so creative with because you just buy it and it does what it does. You know, the Mountain Dew bottle um, didn't work either. And it was a big mouth Mountain Dew bottle. Thank <laughs> you very much. Don't forget that part. It was a big mouth Mountain Dew. And it still got stuck. <laughs> God damn it. The fuck you think you're talking to? Huh? I'm just saying, um, you know, I, but but I don't know about the the technology of of all these, you know, sex gadgets and toys. Like, yes, I have toys. My preference, though, for using these toys is with another person. I don't, I don't get the appeal of solo sex. I don't get it. I masturbate a lot, but I don't get the it's not because I um god it's so sad but it's really not even for enjoyment anymore it's because i have an addiction and i have to fulfill that need but it's not like i like it <laughs> so if i don't i'm gonna be i guess i have like emotional blue balls i don't know you know what we're not gonna get into my se my sexual psyche but like i could never you i would i i would never use like vr porn 
I never would. That does not sound appealing to me at all. And I watch porn. I mean, and that doesn't sound appealing to me. You know, I think that things like that, that extra step there, I think, takes a special kind of um, psychology in order to to come to. And I think uh, to me, that part is interesting. I, I would label that special kind of psychology is just male psychology men are more visual it could be. Uh, yeah dude what 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 stimulates a man versus what stimulates a woman has been poured over by greater minds than her own like that's well documented like dudes get off on what they see women tendency to have a more emotional or intellectual erogenous zone than than men do um and i know it's not true for everybody i'm not trying to make blanket statements here but yeah, VR porn definitely seems like a dude thing. I don't see women. Sure, sure. Just and if you look at the phys- like physicality of like what you, what's going to require, like for the woman, I think when women watch porn, they like to see the woman and identify with it. When guys watch porn, they don't necessarily need to see the guy. Cause you know what I mean? It's easier just to be like, oh, this is me. This is happening to me. You know what I mean? I don't know. I like another topic for another show or a Patreon thing or whatever. You know, maybe that, that 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 could potentially be a paywall conversation. Sure, at least, at least part of that. But I uh, think it would be interesting to talk about. But anyway, yeah. um, you're right. <laughs> it's a different topic. We've already talked about cum. Now we're talking about masturbating and and sex with with your phone and your PlayStation and <laughs> fuck every robot in this house. The toaster better watch its ass next. <laughs> Coming for that fucking thing. <laughs> You know the best part about poster? It's got toaster. It's got two slots. One for me, one for my fucking buddy. Double team that shit. Tag team the toaster. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm gonna, bring, I'm gonna bring one down to Withville. Fuck yeah, we're gonna gang up on that shit. <laughs> Just let everybody have a turn. Yeah. At <laughs> so the Frogman Fest. <laughs> Buy one, get one free tickets to fuck the toaster. Oh yeah. Hang a saying some pictures of Jesus on the wall. Put some fucking mood lighting up. Make it real weird at that fucking Airbnb. I'm gonna tell you, I I am I am downloading the replica app and I'm going to choose to talk to a guy, right? And I'm going to train that guy to be to be the dirtiest, most nastiest man out there. I'm gonna I'm gonna prophesize that it will not be that hard. I think they come pre programmed like that. That's them. probably true. But I'm gonna try. I'm gonna see what happens. I'm I'm curious. Yeah. Um, you know, just just out of pure, you know, again, it's not I'm not gonna right. be masturbating to it, but I'm interested. Okay. So we'll see. I'll report back later. Anyway, Pat O. <laughs> 2023. Yeah. How excited are you for 2023? I am. You know, I mean, I, I think uh, I've never, I'm an optimistic person in general. I don't, sure. I don't dread uh, upcoming years or anything like that. I think last year I was, I was probably drugged up and indifferent about the coming year because that was right after my surgery. But for the most part, I've always been kind of optimistic about, you know, New Year's and rebirth and what happens now and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't, uh, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I, I've had this countdown in my head that 2023 is going to be better. And, um, I, you know, I could probably be like, well, you know, this Friday, it's going to be better, you know, and, and it would probably have the same effect. Um, but for whatever reason, I have chose January the 1st for w- my, my switch to flip and uh, for life to be enjoyable again. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we kind of planned out 
the the holidays, right? We kind of planned out our shows this year a little bit ahead of time and we knew that we were going to do this episode. Um, but I don't think we were on the same page about what that episode was going to be about. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be interesting. And on top of us not being on the same page about what it was about, um, I changed my mind to just today <laughs> about, okay. about it. So um initially you know i thought that it would be kind of interesting to talk about um future predictions you know when you get to like the end of the year you have a lot of um you know people reviewing the previous year different things that have happened best you know best horror movies of 2022 or you know best food or whatever um but then you also have people that are like well this is what's going to happen in 2023 here we go and i thought that it would be kind of cool to talk about that except I was so fucking bored reading about predictions for 2023. Um, I don't know if I just expected a little more high strangeness, a little more magic, a little more something. Uh, but I, I didn't like what I read. Um, it was basically mostly about uh, the economy, and politics, and celebrities. A lot of people like to make predictions about celebrities. Um, but nothing that I really gave a shit about. So... Instead, I wanted to take a trip down memory lane and focus on a little bit more, um, you know, things that have happened in the past that I thought were really interesting, uh, mostly like failed failed predictions. <laughs> That's what I wanted to talk about. I have a couple of different topics. I don't even know. Where should we start this, Pat? I don't know. You don't um, know? Uh, yeah, so I guess my approach to this was I – was being a coast to coast am fan as i'm sure everybody that can hear my voices um they would always do like year-end predictions where they would have anyone could come on listeners past guests whoever that was always their new year's eve show right as i feel like they would they would kind of amass these predictions and then kind of see moving forward uh keep track of them and see which ones were true and which ones weren't which ones came true and which ones were full bullshit um so that's kind of what I thought we were doing. I thought we were making predictions for next year. So that's what I did. I got stoned and listened to the Beastie Boys, made a whole bunch of fucking channeled the other realm and made a whole bunch of predictions for 2023. <laughs> so you, you did a little bit more like actual research about the past, which is cool, you know. And the only thing I would really have to add to that would be um, I'm old enough to remember the shit show that 2012 was right where like so many people had so many like concrete predictions about what the fuck was going to happen with 2012 and they were all wrong and and unless you said nothing you were wrong so the people that thought there was going to be a pole shift the people that thought an asteroid nibiru was going to come around the fucking sun people that thought all kinds of shit was going to happen people that wrote books and sold books and fucking went on speaking engagements and all this stuff about what was happening in 2012. None of it fucking happened. Right. Yeah. So I, I take this stuff with a grain of salt. I think very, very tiny. Now I did get higher than bird pussy and listen to some fucking trance music and try to come up with some ideas. So we'll see how correct I am. <laughs> this time. Yeah. We'll last go, year's and, show. and Adam oh, from the Pine Barren Institute also had one too. So we'll throw that one in there. Cause okay. I want to spend a little bit talking about that one. Yeah, did we what? get any voicemails? Because we did kind of put that out there. No. No, fuck them. Fuck you guys. <laughs> fuck, fuck you guys. You don't call us enough. We're, it's no. Like, uh, no. we're not your mother. You can call us at least once a week. Um, you know, anyway, 
last year's show we we kind of did that we we went over like a couple of um end of the world um doomsday you know scenarios um 2012 was one of them that we talked about i i shared that at the time i worked for a a conservative christian call center because i did (laughs) and it was terrible because i had to tell people that hey if if you don't give us three thousand dollars then you're gonna die on uh you know the 21st of december (laughs) this year (laughs) it's fucking awful um worst job ever uh i really i used to come home like i would cry going into work i would cry leaving work it was it was the worst um so uh that didn't last very long anyway but you know there were a couple of others that i wanted to talk about um just because i you know there's nowhere else we're probably ever going to talk about these things i specifically did not add any ufo cults to this list okay because there's so many of them and i would like to individually talk about them we talked about heaven's gate you know at one point which is which is fun go listen to that episode great episode um and there's others out there and they're just so fucking wild i think we should just do a show on like just general ufo cults and what they believe in um but a couple of people that i wanted to mention here um uh harold camping have you heard of harold camping i have not um harold camping was a christian radio broadcaster Okay. And uh, Harold Camping predicted that the Judgment Day was going to come on September the 6th, 1994. As a matter of fact, he put out a book called 1994, question mark. (laughs) And then he, you know, September the 6th came and nothing happened. So he pushed it to September the 29th, 1994. And nothing happened. Um, so he pushed that one off to October the 2nd, 1994. And then I don't know what happened there. It just seems like people just kind of forgot that this was going to be a thing um, and just didn't really hold the guy accountable. I don't know if it's just because he was a small fish at the time. But in 2005, he kind of did it again, except this time he gave himself a little bit more of a grace period. Um, he put out that the um, that the rapture was going to happen on may 21st 2011 okay and as it kind of got closer to that date um you know he was like oh yeah it's gonna happen it's gonna happen well the 21st came and went on the 22nd he he the only thing he said was like wow i I can't believe it didn't happen i'm very shocked so he reevaluated his his prophecy and on the 23rd came forward and said actually you know what happened was that that was judgment day so spiritually people have been judged and on october and october um is when we will finally have the actual rapture and then of course it never happened he uh he retired like five days before it was supposed to happen um so he just continuously the boy who cried wolf over and over again of the world's getting in on this day a lot of people donated money to him it was a huge thing especially the the uh 2011 claim was big because he had millions of supporters making money off these people and it never happened um allegedly there was a 14 year old russian girl who committed suicide over his predictions Uh, and he was never held accountable for that uh eventually he died in 2013 so yeah there's i feel like history is littered with shit like that yeah that's when you talk about predictions when you talk about the end of the world i mean clearly because the world has not ended yet pretty right. much every story is that and you know the somebody committing suicide because of this dude's get rich quick scheme that's the heartbreaking part yeah now that person was obviously mentally ill and, and who knows what would have set him off they might have killed themselves at some point because of something else anyway but 
still, I mean, I think that's a that's a good wake up call to everybody in this. I don't want to say profession because like none of us put this shit on our tax returns, but um, you know, if if you if you deal with the metaphysical, if you do deal with the paranormal, and you act like you're an authority and you're not, there's always the chance that someone's going to believe you. Someone that's that's yeah. not as as mentally strong as other people is going to believe you and gear their whole life trajectory towards the shit that you're running out of your mouth just to sell a fucking PDF on Amazon. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's you, fucking you responsibility. Kind of, yes, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I love talking about weird shit as much as anybody else. I have a whole fucking podcast about it where I get to talk about weird shit every week. But I will never try to capitalize on somebody's fear of the unknown just to sell them a fucking book and try to act like I'm in the authority of something that I don't know fucking what I'm talking about. Even my UFO shit, my alien shit. I'll be the first to tell you I don't know if any of that shit's real. You know what I mean? Because the last thing I want to do is shape somebody's worldview or ideology because of my fucking half-cocked ramblings, you know? Yeah, I mean, you, you if, if you have a platform, you have a responsibility to run that platform, well, responsibly, you know? And yeah. uh, this guy decided to take it and, and create something um, else. And maybe he didn't understand the consequences of his actions. He did eventually come out and say um, that he was remorseful for making those predictions because it says, and let me just remind you folks again, says right in the fucking Bible, you can't predict when that's going to happen. No man knows the hour. No man knows the hour, and neither did Harold Camping. And so, you know, if I mean, you're already not following the word of God. If if you know that's that's not good. <laughs> you right. know, if you're yeah. like, hey, I know what day it is. No, you don't. Um, even if you know what, here's the thing. Even if like, let's just pretend for a second. I'm not Christian at all, but let's pretend God and devil, you know, they're real. And let's just say Satan comes up and goes, hey, you know what? I overheard God talking and I know exactly when it's going to happen. And this is the date. And that was the date. Let's just say that was the actual date. God would be like, oh, fuck you. I'm changing it now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll make well, me a fucking liar in my own book, you know? Right. And uh, yeah, he'd just change it, you know, because he can. He's God, you know? So um, anyway, yeah, Harold Camping uh, sucked, but he made a lot of fucking money on people. And, uh, you know, then he died. And uh, But anybody that, and this is not isolated, people people like this exist. <laughs> you know, they, they exist now. Yeah, if you're going to start a cult, start a sex cult. Don't start a fucking doomsday cult, end of the world fucking shit. That's just irresponsible. No, don't kill people. Right, don't yeah, kill people in a cult. Starting a cult to get laid, everyone's getting laid. We're all yeah. smoking weed and getting laid. Hey, I get it. Like, no judge, no harm, no foul, but like. The second you start making people think you know when the world's going to end, that's that's kind of like, you know, don't be a fucking asshole. Yeah. Well, I got others. Um, so uh, the, the, the Halley's Comet panic of 1910. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we know Halley's Comet. She comes around every, uh, you know, she throws her comet at us about every 70, I think it's 76 years, 78 maybe, 76, mm-hmm. whatever it is. 70 some odd years almost 80 years and um and 1910 an astronomer by the name of camille i think it's flammarion flammarion doesn't matter she's french i'm white i don't know how to pronounce it um she published something that said well she was like in a article or something and she gave her two cents on it all and she said that well when that comet passes us um we're going to be in the tail of that comet and that comet gives off um 
this gas and it's really poisonous and uh we're probably gonna die <laughs> and the fucking world lost its shit believed her people believed her and other astronomers came forward they said no that's just that that's we just are not in agreement with this woman she is wrong um sorry but people still took advantage of it um gas masks were a popular thing that year um people were selling shit like anti-comet pills and anti-comet umbrellas to protect you from this gas um, people were like taking extra precautions and putting like tissue paper around their windows and their doors. And then the comet came and well, it's going to be 2023. So obviously we're fine. <laughs> right. But it was published. I mean, it was, it was, it was published worldwide. I mean, people really thought that this was an actual threat. So there wasn't like a report on like possible suicides, but I'm sure there were some because that's what people tend to do. Mm -hmm. you know when stuff like this happens and um yeah so even sometimes if somebody you know has a degree in something they're not quite correct <laughs> they're just crazy <laughs> so i mean there's that um so any any uh thoughts on on that one pato i do love the french they got style anti-comet umbrellas that's a good one Anti-comet umbrellas, anti-comet uh, pills. So, uh, yeah, it, well, and a lot of some people were arrested even for selling these anti-comet uh, pills. So, yeah, um, I mean, I don't know. I, see that talk. to me, that's more secular. So I feel like I'll give it a free pass. I just hate it when people act like they're talking to God. Like that, I think that like aggravates me. So like this French person with their comet racket, like I'm more <laughs> more likely to let that slide. You know I mean? Oh yeah, like, I agree with that. Yeah. It's just like okay, snake oil salesman. That's part of the American sure. way, I guess. Yeah, you know? capitalism. I mean, yeah, you know, there, there's whatever. there's a demand. There's people to fulfill it. Whatever, you yeah. know. I, I understand that. Um, I agree. It, it definitely a lot less dangerous, um, but still pretty irresponsible. And um, you know, I'd never show my face again in the world of astronomy if. But I think that like it, it, I understand that it's it's not it it ended up not being one hundred percent medically accurate, but it does seem scientifically sound a little bit. I mean, it, it's not you know it would make sense now. Granted, there's the atmosphere that's going to burn up all that shit, you know, and and who's to say that what what's in the tail of the comet's poisonous anyway, or that it's necessarily going to drift in this direction? There's going to be kind of intersection, but like you know i mean it kind of makes sense a little bit in a very like you know if a then b way yeah right? i mean maybe <laughs> no not really no <laughs> no you think we were automatically too smart for that well apparently not i mean at that point you get together with your other colleagues and you're like hey shouldn't we be concerned about the uh gas coming off the tail of that comet and then they all resoundingly say no and then you're like oh okay all right yeah well but what about this no, still no. We know because, of, and then, you know, somebody explained it to her, him, her, um, assuming it's a her. Mm. You know, I don't know. Um, it was just silly. People freaked out, and uh, obviously the world didn't come to an end. So that was uh, interesting. But comets have that. I mean, again, I mentioned we talked about Hebbets Gate. That was connected to another, a different comet situation. Um, so it's not like that's the first time that's ever happened. It's not like it'll be the last either. <laughs> it'll continue to happen. Um, but yeah, so. I'm going to slide into my uh, next two things here. Um, it's because they're kind of quick, I guess. Um, there was a hen, okay, <laughs> in Leeds, England in 1806, now known as the Prophet Hen of Leeds. You know, you guys know how much I love my weird-ass animals. Um, the Prophet Hen of Leeds laid eggs that said, Christ is coming. 
And people would come from all over the world to watch this hen lay eggs. And sure enough, every day, pop out that egg and that egg read on it, Christ is coming. So surely this had to be something, right? Animals can't write. You know, they can't control what's on their eggs that come out. Um, but no, actually, it turns out that this was all just a big hoax uh, by the owner of said hen. He would take the egg, write Christ is coming, and then shove it right back up into the hen for the hen to then birth it back out. So, um, you know, don't abuse. I, I think that's kind of goes without saying. Don't abuse people or animals um, in your, um, you know, doomsday scheme. That's uh, right. Is not really a good thing. So you know don't uh, don't do that um anyway as a fun quick one i just i'd never heard of it before so i want to throw it on here another thing that we might spend a little bit more time on is the simpsons yeah that's something that pops up all over the internet all over the internet but that show's been on for like 30 fucking years so I, at some point can't you pull an episode out of 30th when you're on for that long of course they've suggested anything and everything at this point you know what i mean i feel it's like the, it's the it's the ten thousand monkeys in a room with typewriters scenario you know what i mean where you're just well, gonna come up with stuff at some right. point the simpsons has right now to date 738 episodes it's a lot okay. of episodes right um you know people there's like list after list after list of of things that the simpsons have predicted and I, I agree with that. Even like going over these lists, <coughs> some of it are like, you know, some of them are like, things are like obvious. Like there was one episode where Lisa goes into the future and she talks to Marge on a video phone. And it, specifically, Lisa was in the year 2010 and people lost their shit. And this episode came out in like 92 or something like that. People lost their shit because, um, well, guess what happened in 2010? Uh, Steve Jobs came forward with the iPhone and introduced FaceTime. But it's not like video calling in, t- in 2010 wasn't a thing, because it was. You know, <laughs> it was. It's just that's when it became popular. You know, as people, they predicted smartwatches and, and things like that, I guess. You know, but not really. People speculate about the future a lot. When you have 738 ep- you know, episodes to work with, yeah, you're, you're going to, you know, you're going to hit on it. But they've predicted all kinds of... Um, you know, like the the results of Super Bowls, of different Super Bowls. And, you know, also, you know, one that I thought was fun was, you know, they predicted the um, the the very famous tiger attack on um, Siegfried and Roy. Siegfried and Roy. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But at yeah. the same time, isn't that like, I mean, that was a roll of the dice. That was probably going to happen. They kept fucking around with those tigers. You know what I mean? Well, right. Are they predicting the future or are they manifesting it? I think that, and this is something that I've noticed from my own writing, is that, and maybe it's magic, a lot of people do attribute it to magic because it's it's thought, it's intent, you know, you're hyper-focused on something and you're, you're bending reality uh, towards the whim of your art. But I think that sometimes if you, if it's also could be a tribute to being able to read the writing on the wall, right? Stinkfried and Royd were two European white dudes that would fuck with these tigers in a Las Vegas show. Night after night after night after night, and they made a whole career out of it. Simpsons made a joke that eventually the Tigers are going to maul one of these motherfuckers, and guess what? That's what happened. Now, does that mean that they somehow manifested that? Is, is that proof of chaos magic in the wild? Or is that somebody that could say, hey, 
if these two goofballs keep fucking with these tigers for this Las Vegas show, poetic justice, one of these tigers is going to eat one of these guys. Sure. Right. You know what I mean? Same thing with like Trump being president. Like everyone acted like that was such a far reach for them to pull that out of nowhere. You know, was it really though? I mean, we are Reagan was a president. Reagan was a movie actor. You know what I mean? Um, there was a history for this. Look at Jesse, the body of Ventura. He was the governor of Minnesota and he was a fucking professional wrestler. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was the governor of California for God knows how long, like there's precedence for this shit. It doesn't just happen, you know, and they seem to be able to read the writing on the wall and kind of like make things into jokes. And they do a hundred jokes that don't end up panning out. Right. Um, so the Simpsons thing, I guess I, I would need to sit down and look at all the evidence before I really, sign off on there being something metaphysical happening there yeah i I wasn't really impressed uh if if i'm honest i mean you know again some of the stuff like i mentioned the video phone thing you know that it just i don't know i again i don't think they predicted it it just is what it is (laughs) yeah we we've been we've been suggesting video phones or did dick tracy predict the apple watch like yeah some people do think that i don't know and i I did like and i was like digging for like media that's predicted that and it's very much like that it's like oh well this sci-fi movie you know i I saw a rant somebody went on about fucking star trek and about how well star trek knew what the future was going to be like because now we have this and that and this and that and it just keeps happening and it's like okay but like also maybe somebody just sat down and wrote star trek and then people were like that'd be really fucking cool if we made something like that how can we make something like that and then they fucking make something like that I think that's there's there's a portion of that right where where science fiction does influence. I'm just right. you know I I so I read a lot and there was a book that came up on my queue that I finally got off Amazon. I'm reading it and I I was reading it in the process of reading it. I'm like, why am I reading this? Like, who suggested this? Where did this come from? And I did a little research and I realized that it was Jack Parsons' favorite book. And when I was reading that autobiography on Jack Parsons. It mentioned this as his favorite sci-fi novel, and then I had put it on my Amazon queue, and I, I finally read it. And um, going back to him, he was somebody that was a rocket scientist who was also an occultist, right? But he was very influenced by early science fiction literature. Yeah. And that ended up influencing where what we tried to do with solid-state fuels for rockets, right? So... I think there's a part of, uh, you know, people being influenced by Star Trek, so they're trying to replicate Star Trek technology. I think it's also a portion of, there's a portion of Star Trek said this, and a million other, like, Babylon 5 said that, and Battlestar Galactica said this, and, you know, all the, Buck Rogers said that, and this ended up being the one that was closer to the, close to the target, right? Yeah. There's a lot of science fiction out there. There's a lot of fantasy out there. And they all make some pretty fucking outrageous claims. And yeah. just because one or two of them line up doesn't mean that their author was augmenting reality. It's just, <laughs> you know, you're, you're cho- when you choose to talk about how how Star Trek predict, predicted the iPhone with the tricorder, you're choosing to acknowledge all the other, you're choosing to like not acknowledge all the other predictions that every other fucking voice in science fiction made that didn't come true. Yeah right right exactly i mean go watch a, a sci-fi movie from the 50s and, and go right. watch one that takes place in the year 2023 and you'll notice that like mm, life isn't quite that way so or I mean, the flying cars you know exactly you know right. I, w- w- in the 90s when i was a kid with well, surely we have flying cars by now but but we don't you know or hoverboards um, or skateboards 
you know, know but, I mean? but we do have a personal computer that we keep in our pocket all the time that we didn't have in the 90s you know <laughs> it's it's <laughs> you know th- these things do happen um so yeah i mean I, I i agree i'm not too impressed with the simpsons uh theory but um you know it's a big one so i just thought we'd, we would talk about it and uh put it out there i also wanted to share a personal story that I, I know i've talked about this before on the show but i don't want people to forget it most importantly i don't want to forget it one of my personal friends received a text message from herself from the future mm, i remember that yeah yeah so she gets this text message from herself and it is dated in the future I, for the life of me, can't remember the date, but it wasn't like a crazy, it wasn't like 60 years in the future. It was like 10 years in the future. Okay. And all it said was null, N-U-L-L. The fuck does that mean? We don't know. Um, you know, I, I definitely, and every year when I talk, every time I talk about this, it's like a cue in my mind to get back together with that person and ask her about, um, about this. And, you know, so I, I've, I've dug into it and I dug, I always do every little bit. I dug into it a little bit more today. Um, other people have gotten text messages from the future. It's a glitch that sometimes does happen, but not this specifically. Um, I haven't found one where it's a text message from themselves that says no, right? And that's dated in the future. Normally it's like you're texting somebody, they'll text you and then like, when they text you the date is like 10 days later or something crazy mm-hmm. um so what the fuck does that mean maybe 2023 is is the year that we find out i don't know i like to keep that mystery alive um so that's all i had pato you had some predictions that you wanted to share <laughs> yeah all right let me, let me get into my shit right now <laughs> I'm not uh, going to predict anything but here's what i will say since i haven't plugged it at all over on the patreon Okay, if you subscribe to the Patreon, you have until you look. Let me look at the dates here. Hold on. You have until January the fourth to become a Patreon member, and if you subscribe to the Patreon by January the fourth, um, I'm doing tarot readings for the year, for for the whole year for all the members. Um, so subscribe by January fourth, Patreon.com/slash/itsashers, and you will get a 2023 tarot reading nice mm-hmm. that's pretty cool it's my gift to the patrons oh so uh what did i have i had well first so i i, I caught this on twitter uh adam from the pine barons institute tweeted on thursday december 22nd at six forty-six a.m chicago time because the dude is keeping trump hours on twitter uh, mark my words at some point in this year i am going to be the one to put bigfoot in a body bag so uh, that's Adam's prediction for for 2023. We're marking your words right now officially. Yeah, tweeted officially. on December 22nd, 6:46 a.m. Central Standard Time. Um, so that's okay. So we're gonna we're gonna lock that one in. But I also want to spend a second talking about. Do you think there's a chance that someone actually bags Bigfoot this year? Uh, no, no. I mean, I it's, always hope that there is, but it realistically, I mean, my my hope has dwindled. You know. Let me, because it seems reasonable. I mean, with with social media and reality TV and interest in the paranormal growing, all these things are growing, right? They're all escalating. Could we finally reach that that apex where, yes, we we get definitive proof of Bigfoot on camera, or yes, we have somebody? I always wonder, like, who's going to catch Bigfoot? Is it going to be the people going out to catch Bigfoot? Or is it going to be some random hunter in the woods 
that just happens to kill it. Well, right. Here's one thing about okay. Here's one thing about that. Uh, you know, that's a great point. The people that are going out to look for Bigfoot, okay, if they catch him, that's it, right? What what you little fifteen minutes of fame there because you're the guy that fucking caught caught Bigfoot. You know, I mean, you're famous for a little bit and then everybody just kind of, you know, the years go on and people just kind of forget. And guess what? Nobody's watching your YouTube content anymore or whatever the fuck it is you're making. You know, nobody's watching your TV. There's no more finding Bigfoot because we found him. Right. Right. That gravy train's gone. So you kind of have a bias when you're out there hunting Bigfoot, you know, because you're you, you especially if you've made a career out of this of some sort, you know, um, you'd have to find something else to do. <laughs> you know and so that's why um i don't subscribe to just one cryptid and make that my business that's why i do many uh because i can just move on to the next thing um but a lot of these bigfoot buddies man they don't all these bigfoot bros that's all they do is bigfoot um so i don't think that any of them will ever bring a bigfoot in because they know what that means for them in their career um what i suggest to you if you were a bigfoot bro um which you're probably not if you're listening to the show you're, you probably like all the things but if you are um find a second hobby at least like find something else too because once he's found it's over <laughs> well i understand what you're saying there um it's kind of like why cure cancer when you could treat it right right yes yeah. but i think that if you were the one that caught bigfoot there would be a lot of financial opportunities there to to the point where you might not even have to worry about what the next one is and if you did have to worry about what the next one is, you're going to be funded and you can go and look for the Chupacabra or you can go and do whatever. There's going to be opportunity. I mean, the, the world is full of uh, stories about creatures or whatever. Well, that's what I'm saying. You'd have to have another interest. Most of these guys don't. They don't want to hear about Chupacabra. They don't want to hear about Dogman. They only yeah. want to talk about Bigfoot. And so it's like, no, no, no. You need to expand your horizons. Um, but I think it depends on what your intention is. You know, some people do it for, for different reasons. Some people really actually do believe in the science of it. Mm -hmm. They do. And so they want to find Bigfoot because they want to further that science. But, but I'd say most of them don't actually care about that. <laughs> they just want to be the guy that's in the wood hunt, the woods hunting for Bigfoot. Yeah. I hear you know, but I, I could see a random hunter of course bagging one and i think they should but i think hunters kind of have their own like um well i can't speak much for the hunters but the bush people okay is the only thing i can think to call them um talk to some bush folk telling you out, out in the middle of nowhere um they know that bigfoot is real they are very i mean it's not a question of is it they know that they are so they're not gonna shoot it and kill it for science they don't give a fuck about science they're living out in the fucking woods pissing in a hole in the backyard you know i don't care <laughs> But they're the ones that can get closest to the things. And I do believe that they do get closest to the things because they're not a threat. Um, so I, I think any hope of bringing Bigfoot in is either going to be a scientifically backed expedition, which we're far from, mm. um, or a hunter. That just so happens to, to, to take the shot and gets it, you know? So anyway, what else you got, Pato? Oh, uh, so that was all the third party stuff. So now I just have a bunch of uh, predictions that I made. First one, an archaeological discovery of great importance will happen. Something in the Middle East involving mummies. It'll start a snowball effect that will last far beyond the scope of the year. Like a curse? Uh, no, but I don't know. That's all I got. Oh, These sure. were okay. I, this is actually me trying to like 
fucking wait for shit to come into my head. So I don't want to say that this is divination or anything, but these are these are legitimate predictions. So don't okay. press me on them too much. Uh, another one. Um, underwater exploration will ramp up, mostly due to a singular, technologically innovative financer. It will be groundbreaking and historically significant, but Twitter will shit all over it anyway. So, well, that one goes I, without saying. The end. <laughs> I think that they're that they were going to push because underwater is a frontier. I don't need to explain it to you. Everybody here knows it. And it's only a matter of time before we focus on it and we start doing more with it. So I don't know if that was specifically referring to James Cameron and the new Avatar movie or whatever. I don't know if I was going in the polar opposite direction from them finding mummies in the desert. But the next one that I came up with was underwater exploration. Um, myself creatively i know that i have goals for for 2023 and there was another one that i was going to bring up about twilight inspired inspired erotica which i will not go into detail right now but if if you know if you understand the twilight fans that are out there i know that hopefully this is a different fate than the dinosaur alien erotica that we tried to do with pixie the stripper from colorado but uh we'll see um Here's my last one. Check the news after New Year's Eve. Look and see how many 20-year-old white men go missing on New Year's Eve with their bodies turning up in the water. Huh. And if there's not a ton, it's because this prediction uh, saved all the little honkies. So, um... <laughs> this so actually... year old white man, don't, don't be near water on New Year's Eve. No, 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 no. This actually stems from something that we talk, I mean, it's a smiley face killer reference, obviously. Sure. Um, but I had a, uh, an old apprentice of mine who I'm friends with on Facebook. We have a pretty good uh, friendship, you know, even though we don't work together anymore. Uh, he recently stumbled up- upon the smiley face killer thing. And he was posting about it on Facebook and his mind was completely blown. And there was me and a couple other people that were like, yeah, dude, this is a thing, you know? And this, that was one of the first episodes that I think I did with you after we got through all the alien shit, we started talking about smiling face killers. So, uh, you know, this is the time of year when it happens a lot, especially new year's Eve. And I'm just throwing this out there, just throwing this out there. Let's see what happens, but pay attention to the news post new year's Eve. Uh, maybe even extend a little bit to, to February. Because these men tend to go missing and then get found, drowned uh, near bodies of water a month or so later, a couple weeks later, right? So missing person cases post-New Year's Eve, bodies found near water, end of January, early February. Let's see what happens. Just throwing that out there. Okay. Yeah. And that's all I got. So we'll check in next year and see, did we find mummies in the Mideast? Did we find... uh, uh shit underwater you know did i make twilight porn we'll see (laughs) no but i i really that that's one of my and maybe we can end the show talking about this about our personal goals for 2023 i know that you you got a book you want to come out with i would like to publish some stuff too um because i I, god knows i've written enough of it just fucking sitting here oh yeah on my hard drive but also the movie thing you know i've uh I don't know. This year was a was kind of a, a good year for me, movie wise, and I definitely want to keep that momentum going. But um, you know, you go on IMDb, and I have fucking 
I got 14 director credits, 17 writer credits, 26 producer credits, but it's all for shit, like half hour, 20 minutes or less. Yeah. You know, and there, there've been years where I've made two or three short films over the course of a year that were all 10 to 20 minutes long. And it's like, if I had just focused on one project, I would have had a full length under my belt by now. And and that's yeah. something that I don't know if like maybe our average, like, podcast listening audience member appreciates or not but you can make all of the short films in the world that you want to make and that might be good and impressive to a certain segment of the people but until you start making movies that are 75 minutes or longer nobody gives a shit yeah i agree and with I, that. Yeah. I have absolutely mastered that first year <laughs> i am i am i am the it, it very much in, in true historical pedo fashion, I am the guy that's got like nine degrees from community college that refuses to go to a university. You know what I mean? Like that that is my persona to a fucking T, is that I am the king of the bottom feeder. And what I need to do, if I'm ever going to advance my career at all, if I'm ever going to be known as being someone capable of doing bigger things, I need to do bigger things. I need to do that 70 to 75 minute or longer feature length film and sure. until i do that fucking none of this little shit matters as, as many times as i want to keep repeating the fucking formula and and seeing little variations of success none of it matters in the big term so uh my prediction for 2023 i will not hopefully do another 48 hour film because i'll be busy doing something else something you know what different. i mean yeah i agree with that and i think that like 2022 specifically was not a very creative year for me um you know it just wasn't I, I had bigger things going on right i have things i'd deal with couldn't have fun um but you know i i think that a part of that was just um building and maintaining a, a schedule i mean as weird as that sounds god i think that's so fucking important um you know because i'm so busy all of the time doing all of the things that like now i am finally like just kind of hitting the reset button on everything and just going you know what fuck this um, it's my life and like I can choose to work when I want to this is how I'm going to choose to work and um, I think building a schedule for me is, is going to help um, and I you know I think that uh, 2023 is going to be much more about creating you know for, for myself I just feel it I don't know and I think that's a good thing well uh, listen to your feelings they're they're important they're messages they are I agree with that um but i just like, again i just think there's other things in my life that i needed to clear out i you know i'm i'm a romantic in in that way um and and that you know i i do believe that things happen for a reason and they happen in a very particular way for a reason i i don't know why i can't tell you why um but you know i feel like with all the shit that's been thrown your way in this past year um there, there's a purpose for it and so all you can do is is take all that shit and learn from it and continue forward with what you've learned and the tools that you've learned stop stop repeating the same old same old shit because mm -hmm. guess what you're just going to get the same old results i agree learn learn to learn learn how to learn <laughs> oh, and that's what i've done eyes. in 2022 is i've learned how to learn so right you know, and I'm going to take that with me into 2023 and do better and be better and feel better about what I've accomplished. I don't feel bad. You know, 2022 sucked. It, you're right, Pat. Think great things didn't happen, but it did suck. But I don't feel bad about it like I normally do. I've had years where I'm like, fuck, man, I just wasted this whole year. Um, and I feel guilty. I don't feel that this year. I feel good about it. So mm -hmm. that's important. And I think a lot of people are. And I, I think that, you know, 
my prediction for 2023 is that it's going to be better than 2022. And not only is it going to be better, but it's going to be worth all the shit that we've all been through the last couple of years. Let's be honest. It's just been a shit show, right? And I think it's going to be, I think it's going to pan out great. I'm not going to say that 2023 is your year because then I jinx you, but. Uh, Our year. There is no me. There's no you. Well, yeah. Our, wherever I go, you come with. Wherever you go, I come with. <laughs> It's gonna be stalk your ass. <laughs> right, I'm gonna fire you and fucking you're gonna be outside like fire. Let's, let's do a podcast. Yeah, I'm gonna fire you. <laughs> you're gonna fire me. I wouldn't yeah, fire you. You can't fire you can't. It's the most <laughs> craziest thing in the world. It's like I'm gonna break up with you. Like fucking what? Like Oh, it's like that now? Okay. I get a new host and everything and you're still on every recording. I'm like, how the fuck do you keep getting here? You still use my Zencaster. That's how. It's like how do you, how do you stop being mommy? Like that's this is fucking you just can't turn that off. <laughs> no, it wouldn't happen. You're stuck. You're stuck now. I don't know. Yeah. All, those, all those years ago, you came onto the show, and now you're stuck here. That's all right. Perpetually, um, but maybe we'll make like a Jay and Silent Bob style movie of like me and you starting podcast. That's what the future length film will be. Can I can I talk about? Let's do that for we'll end, we'll end on that note because that was something that we talked about through the course of this year, and it's something that I teased and I actually wrote so. I'm still so, interested in doing this. So here's 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 what I came up with. And it's unfortunately it's probably not I mean it's not too late because we're still you know, we got plenty of time. But um I did I will say this. So my buddy Derek Brash, who uh I made movies with a lot, and he's he makes full length movies and he does commercials and he's like a real filmmaker. Um he actually graduated, he finished film school, whereas I just dropped out after a couple semesters and started working at a video store, because that's what you're supposed to do in the nineties. Uh but no, he he's he's more of a filmmaker than I am. And uh I had uh he was looking for his next movie to do this year. And, um, I had sent him a script that I had written many, many years ago that was a full length version of the tentacles movie that has gotten very popular recently. Well, it's always been popular. It's, it's like people that, that movie, like it'll be popular for a year or two. It'll find some new service. It'll, it'll be kind of big and then it'll die down. And then someone else will want to put it out. And that's kind of like the way it's been. And, and if you went to see any of our events this year, um, I sold, was selling copies of the DVD, the blue, or I'm sorry, the Blu-ray, and then uh, we were gonna shop it out to Troma for Troma now because they picked up too many other movies, and we ended up finding an even better distribution deal with another company who I can't remember right now, but um, yeah, so I had I had written a full length for that thing, like how would we expand that ten minute movie into like a, a 75, 80 minute movie. And I did it with with a group of kids that finds this book that accidentally summons this demon, and then the demon is going around and killing the kids from underneath their beds. That's how it transports around, and it's all tentacle hentai stuff. And there's we we, we do many variations of that riff. So if you've seen T.S. for Tentacles, if you've seen that there's one with guys there's one where the chick is sleeping in her car because she's trying to get away from the, the chaos and the thing comes out of the car we, we, we do as many different variations on that idea as you could do um in 70 minutes and and then the whole movie itself is kind of a riff on angel heart which i won't say anything more about but if you've seen angel heart you know what i'm talking about so uh it was something i wrote and i thought it was good and you know the tentacles thing keeps kind of like bubbling up to the surface and I sent the script to Derek, and I'm like, what do you think about actually doing this? And he read it, and he goes like, fuck it, let's do it this year. Who gives a shit? So 
as of right now, that's hopefully going to happen in 2023. But before that, I had seen Be My Cat on Asher's insistence for what the Y2K movies. And You're I, welcome. And I loved it. And it made me think, I was thinking about her the entire time because the obsession that this guy shows for Anne Hathaway, <laughs> some of you people listening right now have shown towards my co-host. And I, I've noticed, and I'm cool about it because you guys aren't dangerous yet. But uh, man, do you really like her? And uh, I, I'm not surprised or angry about it whatsoever, but it was just a connection that I made in my head. And I remember seeing Be My Cat and thinking, like, it would be really funny to do one of these about Ashers. And uh, so I started writing it. And just, I, I start writing stuff all the time. So uh, I could sit here and pitch you movies that I've never made for a whole entire episode of the podcast. So there was, there was the idea for that was that there was going to be, um, it was going to be a fake documentary about Asher's. It was well, kind of about this show, but it was about her. And it was going to be about someone that was obsessed with her. And the idea was, was that the main character of it was going to be a security guard that had had a Mothman sighting here in Illinois. And he really wanted to bring his story to Asher's because she's the Mothman girl, right? And it was also it worked on that level, but it also worked on the level of if you've ever had a paranormal experience, it's very hard to make sense of it. And it was this guy trying to make sense of what he had seen, and Asher's represented his avenue to do that. So that's kind of why he was again another layer of why he was obsessed with her. Kind of like in Be My Cat, that guy wanted to be a filmmaker. Yeah. And Anne Hathaway was his vehicle to that. So he was obsessed with Anne Hathaway because she's this beautiful actress and all this stuff, but also because he wanted to be a filmmaker and he thought that when Anne Hathaway saw his film, she would help him be that filmmaker. So this guy was obsessed with Asher's like the way fucking 90% of you are for whatever reason. (laughs) But there was also, there was also the thing is that he had had this experience with the Mothman that he was trying to make sense of. Right. So that was the basis of the story. And he lives in Chicago because this is where the most recent Mothman flap is happening. And because I live here as well, and I post on Twitter sometimes, hey, I'm going up to Rock Island Public House sometimes. Like, he would, like, show up at the bar that I would be at, and I'd have to fucking deal with him. And he would be, like, kind of like some of our listeners are that I have to deal with, which are, like, kind of creepy. Like, they're nice, but, like, you know, whatever, you know, exactly. You You know who our (laughs) listeners are. So like, there was a little bit of that. And then he's the, the person that's filming the whole thing is this chick that he's friends with that her boyfriend or her ex-boyfriend is a, uh, like a ghost bro. Like, I don't know what you would really call him. So it would be like a documentary style. Yes. Yeah. And one of the things that I, I, from doing some of the stuff with the Leland, uh, the, the, I can't remember his shit right now, but the, you know, doing the paranormal stuff here in Chicago, trying to like figure out who these fucking people are is like, I've run into a lot of these ghost bros that like get paid to go to these haunted places and film shit by like, I don't know. I think they're all like rent boys. Like if I could just be honest for a second, I think they have these like 
rich old queer benefactors that like pay them to do this stuff just so they come back and show them the footage and then they fucking blow them or whatever i don't know what the fuck is going on but like it's all very very suspect so there was a little bit of riff on that where like there's this chick who's like trying to be a documentary documentarian because she's trying to get back with her ex-boyfriend who's like this gay for pay ghost bro but at the same so that's like kind of a subplot like that's why she's filming her friend who had this mothman encounter right that's the whole reason that the thing is being filmed so it wouldn't it's not necessarily from his point of view it's from her point of view filming all this right well, are you making this no, I just wrote it. And I write stuff all the time and it just fucking sits in my head. So then he, he so then uh there's an episode, but but legitimately like paranormal shit happens to him. And then um after there's a thing in the woods at Bachelor's Grove where she runs into her ex and blah blah blah, he's got another encounter and he really wants to bring it to you. Um but you're very like you don't really talk to him and then he bothers me about it and i'm like i'll sit there and fucking drink beers with him and shit but i'm also like i go on these long rants where i talk about giants and shit and then there's uh we make mention on the show about the mothman or the uh the loveland frog festival thing so then it turns into a road movie where him and his female friend decide to drive to jeff's loveland frogman festival which we would film at and then along the way they stop at some of these paranormal spots like they go to Cherbusco and they do the beast of busco you know what i mean like those little like roadside so it's kind of a road movie a little bit um and then they get to the festival and we were going to shoot some stuff at the festival and then there was a scene where um you get kidnapped and he so there's obviously i didn't have the whole thing written but there was stuff in the 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 middle part was kind of eh but then the third act was you he rescues you from a hotel room with a bunch of frogmen and it would be frogmen it would be men in masks frog masks with suits on and shit about to do whatever to you and he Wait, rescues you but are they people or are they frogmen they're frogmen okay okay and he, th- he throws you in the car and you guys take off driving and you kind of come to and you're like where are you going and he's like i don't know and he's like and you're like well well do you have your he doesn't have his phone with him or anything and you guys are completely lost and there's like a waffle house so you stop there and neither one of you has your phone with you and you're in this waffle house in the middle of nowhere and it's the middle of the night you have no idea how to get a hold of anybody or anything and you're like well can't you call for help like what's like don't you remember any fucking phone numbers and he's like well i remember one phone number and you're you're like well what is it and he's like well seven seven three five nine weird so he calls the number, which, using the magic of movies, guess whose phone, phone it goes to. It doesn't go to your phone. It goes to my phone. Yours, yeah. So then I come and I rescue you guys. And while we're there, a smiling man in black comes down and sits with us. And there's this very, there's this dialogue exchange or something. And it ends up that um, at this point we've switched to uh, it's no longer a documentary. It's a third person narrative. We do the whole Mask of Leslie Vernon thing. Where if you've ever seen the Mask of Leslie Vernon, the first two thirds of it are found footage documentary, but the last third it turns into a straightforward narrative, and it ends up that they really want Ashers, and they've kidnapped this guy's friend, the documentarian, the chick who was married to the the gay for pay Ghost Bros, and you got to go to this warehouse to rescue her, and uh, the warehouse is guarded by dogmen which normally would be a problem 
but I'm a werewolf. So they turn into a werewolf and there's sword fights and shit. It kind of fell off the rails at the end. Like I said, this isn't done yet. <laughs> oh my god. But th- that was it. And it was but it was it was I had it I had I felt like I had a lot of good stuff there. There was a lot of garbage still that needed to be sorted out. But there was some good stuff there. We piss on the dogmen people. Pat's a werewolf. You know what I mean? Like we checked the boxes. Uh I think the phone number thing was really clever. Um I don't know. That was that. Not too late. Number thing was pretty clever. Well, I'm a clever dude sometimes. I have my moments, but that was that. I started writing that. I was I I was writing on that for a couple weeks, and then something shiny distracted me, and I lost my interest. Well, in 2023, Pat O, I feel like you're going to, you know, do something. (laughs) (laughs) Something, right? I want to make this movie about about me because of course you so. You gotta, I should say, you know what I'll do? I'll send you all of my notes and you just, you read them and then maybe, Pick it that's apart. the, yeah, because that's the thing is that like, there's no way, like, it doesn't have to be, I, I wouldn't want to do this on my own. Like, this is about you. Like, you should, you should have input. You should have as much input. So if it sounds like I have half the story, okay, perfect. Now, you do the other half and then we figure it out. You know what I mean? I mean, but, do you guys want to, uh, on Wednesdays, we talk weird movie? Why not? I mean, movies about fucking everything else. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, that's. I, I mean, I'm fine with that if you guys would watch it. And you know, it wouldn't be like exclusively. You know, obviously, we have to reach out to people that don't listen to the show too. But it, you know, it would definitely have a lot of. Um, you know, like seven seven three five nine eight. That's hilarious. That's funny. <laughs> well, I, I'll be honest. Like, let me let me pretend. Let me just get totally detached for a second here. This is doing this show with you has been a has been very influential to me. Um, and, and I've done other things before and I don't want to ever think of the day that the show will end, but I'll do other things after, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, this is what it is. But I, I feel like I've collected, I have a lot to say about all of this. You know what I mean? I have a lot to say about the paranormal community and the podcasting community. And I've been many different people in my life and I've worn many different hats and I've seen many different things. And this just kind of felt like a way, like even like even like I said about the 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 ghost bros, the people that the ghost hunters. Like if you've never met these people before, they are completely different than like cryptid people, right? Like to go to like a convention, like the Withville stuff, the 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 stuff that you and I have gone to has been mostly like cryptid based, UFO based, right? But when you like just deal with like the ghost people. I'm not saying they're better or worse, but it is different. And that is something that I feel like, you know, I hate to be like uh, like a, a, a hacky 80s comedian that's like, well, black people do shit like this and white people do shit like this. But there's a certain element of that where it's like if you don't know the different, the different like social breakdowns, they're there. And there's a lot of comedy to be mined from these <laughs> From this oh yeah stuff. you know what i mean and i don't want to seem like oh i'm just this tourist that's been here that's been undercover for the past two months like jeremiah's undercover for different reasons but like i'm undercover too because i plan on making fun of everyone at some point you know what i mean like this is just me doing research for like a really elaborate joke that i'm gonna play on everybody that's not it at all but um i've definitely been doing this long enough to make some observations crack some jokes that's kind of what i want to do with this too you know because that's the that's the vibe of the show you know, sure. How, what would we do? We wouldn't do it on Wednesdays. We talk weird, like historical drama. You know, it would, of course, it would have to be part comedy. You know, a, a, a comedic historical drama sounds great. Sure. 
<laughs> All right, Pato, I have to pee. So we're going to, I'm done talking to you. Uh, <laughs> I'm done talking to you too. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, it'll, it'll be uh, it'll be great. It'll be fantastic. I, I believe in all the great things that, that you're all going to do. Um, and uh, we'll be back next year with some awesome topics I'm so fucking excited for. Um, yeah. Until then, we'll see you guys back here next Wednesday.